Welcome back to Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel Watch Through Podcast. I am the senior partner of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my junior partner through her first ever viewing of Buffy and Angel. My name is Mel B, and I am joined by my entertained junior partner, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. So if you're a senior partner, do I blame you for uh, Gunn losing his his lawyerness in this episode? Sure. Okay. Well, I blame you. That's not nice. Okay. I am, my shoulders are broad and strong enough to take the weight of your condemnation. I do lots of chest presses. (laughs) (laughs) You've been working out. Uh, This is a fun episode and also creepy. Creepy is a great word for it, uh, and creepy in many ways, I'm going to yes. say. It's all to do with the puppets, but it's not just because there's evil puppets, but just some of the stuff that happens and how it happens, I'm just there going, uh-huh. Very, it's, some scenes made me very uncomfortable. I'd say it's the same scenes that made me very uncomfortable, like the first scene when we open up and there's this kid, you know, who's sick from school and he's watching TV and the puppet um, Polo comes over yeah. and like, you've got to put your hands on the TV. And when he does, they're like he's like orgasming. Yes, I know, because he was like, touch it. He wasn't saying, come touch the TV, touch it. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was so uncomfortable. And then he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Making, making the O face. And I'm there going, okay, puppet, please stop. <laughs> Bad puppet. Bad, bad puppet. (laughs) So so the premise is that these puppets are using this TV show to suck the life force out of children. And it gets into this state where they're just smiling and they're in stasis, basically like a coma of sorts. Yeah. It's uh, creepy. Real creepy. Yeah. Very, very creepy. It makes me very uncomfortable. And I think you're in the same boat. Yes, but you know who's on the case? Angel and co. Well, Fred first. (laughs) Okay, Fred. Let's focus on Fred. Yes, Fred is, she's like, well, there are these kids. There's an epidemic with these kids. They're going into the hospital and they're like, I can't find anything medically wrong with them. So I think it has to be mystical. Knox is like, is there any other reason that... You think it's mystical, and she shows him a picture. He goes, well, it could be the Joker. <laughs> and she does not like this <laughs> No, I did. Yeah, apparently, Fred and Knox are on the outs. Yeah. He gave her a Valentine's card, even though it was a couple weeks ago, and she goes, "I we talked about this. He said, I was thinking we could talk about it again. And she's not going for it. Nope. So something happened there. We'll find we'll find mm. out more later. So anyway, um, <laughs> we have a scene where the elevator doors open, and it's Nina, werewolf girl. Uh, did we did we just skip yeah. over Harmony telling Gunn that he filed Not the wrong yet. papers? It's a little okay, little further. It's after it's after okay. Nina and yeah. Angel walk away. Oh, okay. I got them confused. Sorry. So Nina comes and she comes every month to stay in a cage um, so that she doesn't hurt anybody. But she still hasn't told her sister that she's a werewolf. Can I just say she's dressed very pretty to come and stay in a cage? (laughs) She is. Yes. 
It seems kind of weird to be dressed up to stay in a cage for the weekend. But yeah, um, Angel says, well, you you might want to tell your sister that you're a werewolf because that might make her feel better instead of thinking that you're a crazy (laughs) Wicca. So, you know, something to think about. Uh, just um, quickly, that's when, what would you rather? Would you yeah. rather, like, let's say it was your brother. Would you rather your brother come up to you and said, I'm a wicker or I'm a werewolf? A werewolf. <laughs> Is that because Leon's scared of witches? Yep. Uh, no, not just that. I'm scared of witches <laughs> that aren't Willow. <laughs> the only witch I trust. <laughs> what about Hermione? We're not talking about Harry Potter. We're talking about the Buffyverse. So. <laughs> Very <Anyway>. fair. <laughs> So, uh, at that point, as Angel is, you know, walking Nina to her cage for the uh, next three days, uh, Gun comes up to Harmony and he goes, hey, did anything come back on those papers that I submitted? And she goes, yeah, they say that you submitted the wrong paperwork. He goes, I did? She goes, yeah, but you must have meant to do that. That's like a lawyer thing that you do, right? Right. He's losing his lawyer stuffs. And I'm not okay with it. Hmm. Very concerning. I was very concerned for him. Um, so Nina is getting, you know, escorted to her cage and she starts talking to Angel and she goes, you know, actually, it's not that bad. I like coming here every month because I get to see you and I look forward to that all month. <laughs> and Angel is smooth as sandpaper, baby. He goes, oh. <laughs> well. He doesn't know how to take a compliment or, or um, you know, flirting. Yes, flirting is not his strong suit. Sure. I mean, he's just yeah. getting over Cordelia, Which is bringing right? in like two episodes after Cordelia dies. It's fine. So um, she asks, what are you doing for breakfast tomorrow? And he goes, you know, drinking blood. I can't. I can't. He is so awkward. (laughs) It's painful. You just want to help him. And I think that's how Wesley feels too when Angel goes to Wesley for help. Yeah, he's like, uh, she asked me to breakfast, and I completely avoided it, and then I locked her in a cage and walked away. (laughs) He goes, what? And he goes, you know, I don't know why she's asking me about breakfast and all this stuff, and she can't, you know, like me, because that would be weird, because I'm not exactly likable. And Wes goes, are you blind? There are signals, and she's been throwing signals at you every single month. (laughs) <laughs> he goes, as Harmony would put it, why would a chick who's coming to spend three nights in a jail cell dress like it's her first date? Not wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, he is very, very right, and Angel is very, very blind. Yes, and so Angel's like, well, I just, I can't, I can't be with her, because, like, my whole soul thing, and Wes is basically like, you know... It was probably a one in a billion chance that you were going to lose your soul being with anybody. And most people get by just fine without being completely happy with their lives. Yeah, instead of pure happiness, most people have to settle with acceptable happiness. And there's no reason Angel can't do the same. 
Yes, except that he says he's not that guy. He's not somebody that's, you know, emotionally useful and all that stuff. I'm the guy in the dark corner with the blood habit and the 200 years of, of psychic baggage. And Wesley gets yeah. so mad at him. Yeah. I love Wesley. He's grown. He goes, why? He's just like, why are you yelling? <laughs> He goes, because you're wasting all this time trying to convince yourself not to be with Nina when you could be happy. I want to be happy with Fred, but I can't be. For reasons unknown. Well, yes, yes. Awkward. Yeah, he says a whole bunch of stuff about how when you find someone that you know makes you realize why you keep fighting through every day and who's basically the only person you think about ever. <laughs> Waxing poetic, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. But but Fred comes in and interrupts that whole thing, and she tells them they have a case, which they are both happy for. Yes, anything, any distraction will do. Yeah, and Angel is the only one to spot that all the kids passed out between 7 and 7.30 a.m. in front of the TV. Yeah. The TV is bad for you guys. And, yeah, he also points on points out that it's on the right time for that demographic, mm -hmm. and... Yeah, so Angel's like, cool, I'll go deal with this, and... Yes, I'll go talk to Lauren. That sounds like a good plan. No, he goes to head to the studios. No, not yet. Not yet? What's he, no. what's he do with Lauren? I've, I've forgotten this scene entirely. He talks about this, and then Lauren okay. is like, hey, this is the time slot for your demographic. Oh, that's what I just said, though. Yeah, I know, but we skipped over Fred giving signals. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about... Sorry. I've I got to remember that Fred is the most important character in this show. Yes. What? Where have you been for the past however many seasons Fred's been around? Watching Spike? Uh, apparently. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Fred was giving all the signals to Wesley and Wesley completely ignored them and he was the one that called Angel Dents. Okay. Mr. Pot yeah. meet Mr. Kettle. That's all I got to say about it. And oh, did yeah. you know that they all weren't living at the offices, or is it just Angel that's always been living at the office? Uh, so only Angel's been living there, uh, and Sp Spike specifically said a while back when he was he wanted an office yeah. and when he was a ghost, and he goes, everybody else oh, gets okay. to go home, and I'm stuck here. Wesley doesn't okay. need his office at that night or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, Angel was talking yeah. to Lauren, and Lauren basically was like, "Hey, Nina wants a slice. Uh, <laughs> Nina wants her a slice of angel cake." Nice. He goes, "Lauren, can we not do this?" He goes, "Your your wish, dreamboat, my command." I can't with Lauren, but yeah, he's like, "Hey, this looks like a <laughs> candidate. It's called Smile Time. It's good for your demographic and the time slot." Yeah. Can I just say that we? We have not had that much lawn this season, really, compared to last season. Yeah, I miss him. And I'm sad about it. So that is when Angel goes to the studio. Um, and there's a, a janitor walking around that does not see him. And there is a big sign that says, don't. <laughs> yes, when he goes through all this thing, like the weird voodoo or whatever was getting to him, he finds a dark tunnel hidden behind a filing cabinet, because that's de definitely where I would go. Because that's mm -hmm. not creepy with a capital C or anything. <laughs> and so when he finds that door, he's like, nah, that's, this seems like a good idea. This is where I need to be. Breaks the lock off of the door, 
And he goes in, there's a guy sitting with a towel over his head and basically just says, you shouldn't be here. And then this thing like opens up and like shoots him with light. So he's sitting under like a giant egg, the nest egg. And the nest egg opens up and yeah, fires out a beam and it tosses him across the room and into a pile of conveniently placed boxes. Yes. And we, when he emerges, <laughs> he's a puppet. <laughs> How great is that? It is the, the angel puppet is the best thing since Spike joining this show. I I wonder like I wonder where that puppet is now. Like somebody's got it. That did not go in the bin. That is in someone's house. Hopefully not in storage. I hope it's in James's house. Wouldn't you hope James Masters took the puppet. <laughs> well, actually there'd have to be at least two. I know. Because there's the original and then after he's all been scratched up and scarred. I think James would take the scarred up one. For sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We've got to track down Jace Masters. We've got a really important question about your time on Angel. Did you take the Angel puppet? Oh, somewhat. Could you? Just think he, he takes it out of himself and wrestles with it. Oh, that's too funny. The eyebrows were <laughs> ridiculous. It's so it's just expressive. Like, I feel like someone once before said that he looked like a caveman. It might have been Spike. But he definitely looks like an, a caveman puppet. Yes, Spike. <laughs> With those eyebrows. So here's a bit of fun fact. So Joss Whedon is the son of former Muppets writer Tom Whedon. And several puppeteers from the Jim Henson Company were involved in this episode. So they had one for Angel's Hands. Another one was doing Polo. Another one for Flora. And another one for Goofus. And... um. I'm guessing I should know who these people are, but there's someone from the Weeding Company, uh, not the Weeding Company, the Henson Company. Uh, they had a Henson person who designed That's... and supervised all the puppets' construction and performances. That's hilarious. And was the pup, like the main puppeteer for Angel. And somebody else was the puppet coordinator from the Henson Company. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but for a while I did puppeteering. You have not told me this. Yeah, during uh, when at my church, uh, we had every year they would do a puppet Christmas show. I was a puppet. <laughs> oh, that's so It is cool. actually harder than it looks. Your arm gets really tired. I oh, bet. Your, your hand goes numb. Yeah, you'll be using... Bad. Yeah, the hand inside the hand inside the puppet. I'm guessing all the tendons down your for not your forearm, your wrist would get. Oh well, so yeah, sore. and depending on how heavy that puppet is, because some of them it can be really elaborate. Like, I remember at mm. one point uh, we would have to like switch off holding our friends' arms up because they they would just they wouldn't be able to hold them up forever. It was it was pretty entertaining back there. I'll have to see if I can find the picture because it was a picture of the oh, entire wow. crew and with our puppets. So you should anyway. You should definitely find that. But anyways, so Angel goes back to the office and has to explain to the team what's happened. And Fred calls him cute. <laughs> yeah, she goes, "Oh my god, you're 
And he's like, don't. And she comes down this side. She's so cute. And she, she, she's like, your little hands and your hair. And she touches his hair. And she goes, you're fired. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. He's just like, yeah. something happened, and I got shot with this light, and this dude with a towel on his head told me I shouldn't be there, and now I'm a puppet. <laughs> and and Lauren, Lauren says something about him having puppet cancer, and he gets real mad. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's feeling very vulnerable about this. and Yes, and at that moment, I was like, oh, please let Spike be in this episode. <laughs> please. I need him to meet puppet angel i need it in my life cannot cannot do without it oh uh, i was like please don't let this feel like an episode where spike is like randomly gone and then comes back at the very end <laughs> when everything's resolved yeah just misses all the fun and goes oh would have loved that nah but in the meantime but time but not puppet time smile time is on <laughs> yes and angel gets so excited like it's smile time and he does the crazy kermit run yes but he's very upset. He can't work the remote and he's not happy about it. And then when they are finally watching it, he gets really, really mad. And basically, mm. he can't control his anger the way he used to because he's a puppet. Yeah, he's he, he's got puppet excitability and anger. Everything's over-exaggerated. Mm -hmm. And he sends everyone to find out what they can, especially about um, the dude um, that Frampton, Frampton. that is in charge of this whole thing. It's his show. So they're going to go find out what he could possibly yep. have done. Pretty sure, sure he sold his soul so that the show would be good. There are worse things to do, but that's pretty bad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Not, so not a good Everybody move. leaves and Angel is like walking around his office and then Nina starts to come in. He runs and dives under his desk. Oh. Yeah, beyond. And he's yeah, like, are, are you here? He Angel? Goes, no. Yes. And she is very concerned as to why he's under his desk, not looking at her. And she's just like, I wanted to apologize if what I said was out of line. Yeah. But I guess I'll go. Bye. <laughs> it was sad. She would, it was very sad. I was pretty sure she would have been understanding. We find out later, she would have been. But he was being yeah. a dummy. He's such a dummy. And but yes, he, he gets rid of Nina. He, he, he. And, and then, he gets into his desk chair yeah. <laughs> and he spins around so he can't be seen. Yeah. And and Spike comes in to say that he needs a new car. He says, hey, big guy, I need a new car, uh, blah, blah, blah. And Angel turns around. He goes, look at you. And he goes, Spike, turn <laughs> around and leave. He goes, you're a, you're a bloody puppet. <laughs> And then burst, they burst through the windows fighting. of Angel's office fighting. Oh and he punches him in the face like a couple of times. Yeah, and Spike's laughing, 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 and then he hits him too hard. He's like, oi, like, like no. And he like, pushes him off, and um, then eventually he's, you know, and he's like, why is everyone staring around here? And he's like, I think it's because you're a puppet. <laughs> So about this scene, James Masters said the puppeteers were so good that it was easy to believe that Angel was actually trying to kick my butt. I blew a few takes by laughing too much, actually. But he ends up biting Spike's arm and they fight and go into the elevator. And when it opens back up, I'm pretty sure Spike got beat up by a puppet. Yeah, yeah. Spike's just sitting in the corner like, 
sort of like his head's lolling either way. Yeah. Oh, and Angel called him a stupid, limey piece of crap. Yep. And uh, maybe slimy. I saw limey. Limey. Limey is a yeah. Um, and Spike called him a wee little puppet man. Yep. And then he's walking back to his office, and he's like, "Harmony, get me my list of contacts and get Spike a new car." <laughs> At least Spike got what he wanted. <laughs> you heard the puppet. <laughs> Oh, so Gunn and Lorne go to Framken's studio and he's repairing a puppet. Yep. And they decide to be bad cop, bad cop. He does offer yeah. them cocoa and I'm about it. I love some hot cocoa. <laughs> yeah. I won't take anything from him. Seems sus. <laughs> he's super sus. And he was like, yeah, I've heard all about you guys. You took over Wolfram and Hart and Lorne, I've heard about you. You're doing great things despite your deformities. Deforma what? Excuse me. Oof. Oof. Yeah, and basically they're like, we're going to tell the entire world what you're doing if you don't stop. And he goes, I make people happy and all you guys do is give, you know, bad people, you know, keep them out of jail and give, you know, tax cuts to corporations or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we're going to do it anyway, so we out. Bye. Um, and the other thing, though, Gunn yes. struggles to remember the correct statutes. And Framken is like, well, I actually might win a court case against you lot. <laughs> and then one of the creepiest scenes. Okay, so um, the lead puppet, Polo, yeah. is contr- controlling Framken as if Framken was a puppet. Yep. Super gross. And so yeah. he take, takes his hand out of Framkin and calls his other puppet buddies because they need to talk because there's a problem. Goofus, yeah, they're Goofus the dog, Flora, and Ratio Hornblower, who is my favorite. He's my favorite too. <laughs> He's the best. So they all He's come, some guy in a suit. Yeah. So they all come in. They're like, why is Wolfram and Hart after us? And they're like, oh, Angel must have been that doofus that came in here and, you know, screwed everything up and turned himself into a puppet. And um, Polo was like, might as well walked into a nuclear reactor and licked the core, which, first of all, the word licked (laughs) is disgusting. And second, he's a puppet. He's not dead. Those are two very different things. I digress. Mm -hmm. And ratio is the brains of the operation, we find out. And He's made some updates yeah. to their, you know, life-draining technology, and they're going to drain all the kiddos at the same time tomorrow. Yep. And because, yeah, because uh, Flora suggests that they lift some of the zombifying spells on the employees mm-hmm. so that, like, they can see future intruders. But, yeah, Ratio is like, no, 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 I've, I've got this. Yep. So the dog, what is his name again? Um, the dog is Goofus. Goofus. Goofus is like, well, we want the, the episode tomorrow to be good. And Polo's like, we eat babies' lives. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. he goes, and then the, the dog's like, and we uphold a reputation of quality edutainment. This doggo <laughs> is not the goodest boy. I can tell you that much. No, he is yeah. not. Um, 
So, so just quickly, in a studio life with executive producer Zara, she just scratched and scratched the door. So Ryan came to let her out, and as he came, she ran and hid under the bed. She's playing knock-knock with some. That's a good thing to do during a <laughs> podcast recording. I know. She's so – she's such a princess. Like, I know she's executive producer, but we've really got to talk to her about her behavior lately. Um, um, so Fremkin starts begging yeah. the puppets to kill him, like, just to kill him. And Polo's like, yeah. do you want the hand again? And he shoves it into him and it, like, <clears throat> hurts him. And I was like, oh, this is the grossest. <clears throat> I did not like it. This puppet was the worst. Can't be fun. I hope the polo puppet was destroyed. It is probably evil. Yeah, I think that that should have been burned in the dead of night. Pretty sure. <laughs> um, we go back to Wolfram and Hart, and we're in Nina's, you know, jail cell room, and she's about to take her clothes off, and Angel's like, Nina, can I talk to you? He's, like, standing behind the door, and she goes, Angel, you don't have to do this. Like, I understand that you don't want Monster Girl to have crush on you. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure you don't actually understand. <laughs> and he reveals himself, and she goes, oh, wow. And then she is the nicest person, because she just goes, are you okay? And doesn't laugh at him. Yeah. She was the best. I'm made of felt and my nose comes off. <laughs> oh, man. So I love talking. how he even changes his voice when the nose comes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So they start talking about the fact that the reason Angel kicked her out of his office this morning was because of this whole thing. And he didn't want her to see him like this because it's kind of embarrassing. Um, And she goes... You don't have to be embarrassed. Like, I turn into a werewolf three nights a week. I mean, a month. So I understand that there are weird things going on in the world. And she goes, but to let you know, like, you're really nice and you're a really great guy. And the vampire thing is kind of sexy. <laughs> um, and he starts, he goes back and being like, um, I'm always so worried about my future and my past. I don't always pay attention to what's happening. And I'm trying to do better. And as he's saying this, he's failed to notice that Nina's become yep. a werewolf. I was like, speech time for Angel. She's going to turn, isn't she? And then he, she grabbed him and, like, started tearing him apart. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he comes up, like, he, next, it cuts to him coming up, like, falling apart upstairs. And Lorne, like, runs and goes, oh, is there a Geppetto in the my little prince. And I thought it was adorable. Oh, um, so we cute. we cut to Gun visiting Doctor Crazy is what I'm going to call him. The guy that does all the weird up updates to people's brains, or reattaching of hands or eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, um, something's going on because I can't l lawyer anymore. And he's like, well, let me let me check it out. Apparently, the imprint is fading, and the senior partners are reneging on their deal. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know why. No, we don't know why. Nobody does, because we don't have a liaison to the the senior partners anymore. Yep. And Gun's like, well, can't you fix it? And he's like, your insurance won't pay for that. Your insurance won't pay for me to wash my hands. Yeah. And basically, Gun's like, I can't go back to being 
what I was before. I need this stuff to be important. And he was like, well, I could help you, but I have something that's you know, stuck in customs and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Gunn goes, what is it, drugs? He goes, oh, no, no, no. I make my own drugs. But <laughs> if I were to give you the permanent lawyer upgrade, you could do everything to help all my red tape get cut. He goes, I don't make deals with you, people like you. He goes, oh, no, believe me. I don't make deals with people like you, not the person you really are, the ignorant street muscle. Ouch. So, yeah, Gunn's going to do it. He's going to get his lawyer stuff on. So that's yep. good. I I did like that Um, the doctor says, like, I just thought this was really good. Like, oh, I'm trying to think the right word. But essentially he says he has an acute flowers for Algernon syndrome. Do you know flowers from, for Algernon? Yeah. I thought it was a really good uh, for anyone who doesn't know, really briefly, Flowers from Algernon is a short story and it's about a, for Algernon, I keep saying from, for, it's a short story, it's about a lab mouse and a man and they do this experiment to increase the intelligence of the mouse and then do it to the man as well. And the really sad thing is as the man becomes more intelligent, his life becomes worse as he realises that people are making fun of him and things like that. And Yeah. It's very sad. So, yes, Gunn's probably going to do what he wants. And, yep. So we go to the lab where Fred and Wesley are watching episodes of Smile Time together. The ep- the episode that they're watching, there's one segment called Action Math News, which was kind of adorable. <laughs> yep, and... Yeah, it's 4 a.m. I'm very unimpressed. It's real late. Knox is still there. Whatever. Um, and they're like, well, we have to keep, like, running these through, like, these different filters and everything. And Knox is like, you already ran them through everything. And Wesley goes, that's not how magic works. And he goes, well, then how does magic work? First of all, snappy. Second of all, my question is, how does magic work? How does magic work? I've been questioning that forever. Anyway, we're never going to get an answer. Um, And so Knox leaves because Fred's like, I'm going to need somebody to run the office tomorrow and you can't do that on no sleep. So off you go. And I think, uh, just a side note, I think he's evil. Why do you think he's evil? We'll get to that at the end of the, we'll, we'll get that to the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, And so he's like, so what's going on? Wesley is like, so what's going on with you and Knox? And she goes, Oh, nothing. He goes, well, I thought you guys had started something. She goes, yeah, and then we stopped because I wasn't feeling it. And he goes, oh, so you're looking for somebody else? She goes, well, not really looking for, kind of like looking at, but he didn't really hear her because he was (laughs) distracted by something and he thought she wanted somebody funny. Yeah, a certain kind of funny. Yeah, kind of funny that he is. Yep. British. (laughs) (laughs) so okay so they discover that there's like these things in the episodes where polo is like talking to the audience so i guess i'm not 100 percent clear on how this worked was it like it was hidden in the cartoon but was it like it was like i don't understand how it worked like subliminal yeah so it was kind of subliminal but so polo could focus in on one person 
and the songs they were singing were masking it, like the songs were magic and okay. masking it for everyone else. So when they mute the screen, they see what Polo's doing because oh. they no longer hear the music. Okay, that makes so sense. So the music covers it up for everybody else, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was kind of confused. So, cool. Um, yeah. So they have figured out what it is, so they're going to go grab Angel and they're going to go take care of this nonsense. Scarred up puppet, Angel is my favorite kind of angel. Well, at least my favorite kind yeah. of puppet, Angel. He's, he's sewing himself back up. <laughs> stupid fingers <laughs> um so basically fred and wes come in they're like we figured it out we're gonna go take care of this pretty sure that all those people in that studio are probably possessed by something and then gun comes in he goes actually the puppets are demons apparently every time someone signs a contract with demons you they gets like filed in the library of demonic congress okay <laughs> but apparently this is their mo and they've been doing this for a while. And Gun goes, have you seen the last few seasons of Happy Days? Yes, can confirm, they're terrible. <laughs> but yeah, Framkin, Framkin signed a contract with these puppet demons and didn't read the fine print. What it comes down yep. to. And he wanted to be number one again, so hooray. He definitely is, but, uh, yeah. And then. <laughs> um, but yes, Gun is very knowledgeable once more. Yep. All figured out. So he's going to, you know, do some illegal stuff. Great. Yep. And then Puppet Angel picks up a sword and it was too much for me. <laughs> I could not deal. How good is him marching out of his office with it? The slow motion with him in the front and the guys behind. Oh, I couldn't. I was too, it was too much. <laughs> Um, so we're at, we're watching Smile Time, and we have yep. a little girl that's watching her, her TV at home, and Polo comes up to the screen, he goes, all right, everybody, um, in order for, you know, we're gonna need your help, because it's Smile Time, so come up yep. here and touch it. What? Uh. Touch yep. the screen. Um, it's one extra word. Touch the screen. <laughs> yes. They could have made it better. They didn't. It was intentional. So yeah. this little girl gets up and touches the screen. And of course, the, the uh, you know, puppet is very happy about this situation. And it starts draining yeah. the life force out of her. And then um, Angel's like, it's not time for smile time. It's time for me to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, that's not very child friendly. No, I was like, I love him like doing the hero pose up on top of the um, doghouse. Yes, um, I didn't appreciate how much violence they were showing to children <laughs> and language because I'm pretty sure Polo called Angel a bitch. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so um, I wanted to know if. Like, Gun felt silly fighting a puppet. Yeah, because, like, it is so silly. And then, um... <laughs> he, he decapitated Goofus. Yeah, his head gets gets chopped off. And then, uh, Gun is fighting the girl puppet. Flora. Flora. And, um, Ratio needs to hurry away and get the nest egg. Yeah. Um, can I say, so these notes that I'm looking at from the Buffy wiki say that Angel goes puppet to puppet with Polo. Oh my gosh, that's so many Ps. <laughs> puppet, ooh, puppet. Uh, anyway. Puppet to puppet, puppet oh to gosh. puppet with Polo. Um, but Wes and 
Fred go to try to take care of the nest egg and they're, you know, reading Latin because that's what we do in this epi- in these uh, episodes. Read a bunch of Latin. <laughs> I love that so much where Fred's reading Latin and in the background there's Brace and, yep. and uh, Wesley fighting. Um, and then... Ratio like pushes Wes over and then goes to get a fire extinguisher to like beat him to death, and Fred pulls out a gun and shoots and shoots Ratio like a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't Wesley pull out the horn and stab it through his eye? Yeah. <laughs> and it starts like spitting out all of the the stuffing. It's hilarious. <laughs> but the smirk that Fred gave Wes after she shot Ratio was kind of the best thing ever. Yep. With the fight in the main studio, I love that angel vamp faces in yes. Puppet. Who has that puppet? Yeah, so Puppet number three. Oh, right. Who do you think would take that at that point? Vamp-faced angel. Maybe James just took all of them. <laughs> James Masters just has them all lined up in his house and he picks which one he wants to fight on any given day. Yep. I think that's what I decided. That's my headcanon. I think it's more likely Joss Whedon has all three and ugh, fights them every day. Well, he's a jerk. So sweet. And, uh. Anyway. Um, so eventually they get the upper hand. All the puppets are dead and we're good. It's fine. All the children are better. Woo! Everybody's happy. Hooray. You know who's not happy when she first wakes up? Nina, because she thinks she ate Angel. Yeah. It's so funny. She's like, sees all the fluff in the pits and yeah. I ate him. Oh, no. And then puppet Angel walks in. I was like, wasn't he supposed to change back? But apparently it's going to take a few days. Yeah. But apparently it's getting better. So you know what he does? Takes her for breakfast. Yes, sir. If she wants to get breakfast and she goes, what do puppets eat? And he's like, I don't know. Let's go find out. (laughs) Oh, but that's not that's not the only uh, relationship blooming in this episode. Oh, no. Because we go to Wesley's office. And yeah. Fred goes in and she's like, you know, we did some really excellent work back there. He goes, yes, we did. You know what we need to do now? Go get some rest. Okay. <laughs> and so Fred's just like, you're just going to go, aren't you? Like, you don't seem to realize that things have been changing, especially with me in regards to you. And she's like, don't you realize? And she goes, oh, screw it. And kisses him. And he kisses back as the self-esteem song begins yes. to fade in. I'm here for it. Self-esteem <laughs> is fun. Self-esteem is for everyone. I love it. <laughs> I love them. I'm on board. I did All of a sudden. Well, all of a sudden. It's been a slow build for you. It has. It's been a slow burn. I love I love how that happens. Like, there's a potential couple and you're like, no, they're her- terrible. I never want them together. And then over time, <laughs> perspective change. Well, you know, the um, couple that I never had that issue with was Angel and Buffy. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> yeah, else, I was like, no. Well, I think I might have been okay with Tara and Willow, too. Yeah, you were. You were fine with them. You were so on board once they started making eyes. But you did miss Oz. I did. Oh, Oz. Anyway. Um, Ryan and I watched Austin Powers a few weeks ago. (laughs) And I was just like, hey, it's Oz every time he turned up on screen. (laughs) I love doing that when I see a particular character that I love. Every time they're in another TV show or movie or whatever, I'm like, hey, it's that person. (sighs) So here's a fun little thing I didn't know. 
in a non-canon miniseries called Shadow Puppets, Spike faces off the Japanese version of Smile Time. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. It'll be a comic series because that's what they did for all their other things. I know, I didn't know about that one. Um, That would be so funny. Let's see. I'll see if we can get our hands on it. (laughs) It probably will be too hard. Because, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, So... David Fury, which is, who's the producer, says the writers talked about doing an evil Sesame Street show before season five aired, but it wasn't until Joss came around going, I figured out how to do it. Angel gets turned into a Muppet that we kind of went, hallelujah, that's brilliant. I love it. It's a great idea. Um, David David Fury also has a cameo in this. He plays Fremkin. And he previously was the Mustard Man in Once More with Feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pop culture reference to flowers Mm -hmm. for Algernon. And Smile Time was nominated to the Hugo Awards for Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form in 2005. That's amazing. That's (laughs) so cool. Um, This was also adapted into a comic book miniseries, Smile Time. (laughs) And... um, Diamonds Like Toys created four plush toys based on this episode. Puppet Angel, Vampire Puppet Angel, Battle Damage Puppet Angel, and a Puppet Spike. I need all of them. <laughs> well, see, Diamonds Like Toys, see if you can find them. They're probably, like, really expensive now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anymore. But and, I, might, I might have to. You know. I might have to search. What, is it? what, what was the company? Diamond Select Toys. Mm-hmm. While you look of uh, look up that, would you like me to start reading off some international titles to you? Yes, please. Time of Smiles, Smiles on the Lips, The Evil Puppets, Attack of the Killer Puppets, Transfiguration, The Smile Time, Time to Smile, Time for Smiles, Time to Smile, the smile. What was something about killer puppets or demon puppets or something? Attack of the killer puppets. I like that. Germans. Nice. It's always yeah. the Germans. Have you found us our toys? The only because I went to their website because they're still like a company, and I just um, searched for yeah. Angel, and it brings up there is apparently a Spike and Angel um, Lego figures. Oh. Which I also might have to purchase. But they're $10 each. Man. Yeah, you gotta remember, all this stuff is like cults. But they have um, like their regular faces and then they also have vamp face of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I found the plush and it's kind of actually really creepy. Oh no. I'm uh, I'm sending you a picture right now on the book of faces. <laughs> uh, where are you? There you are. Way to make it really creepy. <laughs> Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh no. His his nose is huge. Yeah, it's just, it's all bad for Spike, isn't it? It is. I haven't seen the angel one yet. I've just seen Spike. It makes me sad. Um, But yeah, it makes me really sad. And like, I hope they didn't stuff up Angel. Um, oh, I found the Lego. Can't find angels for some reason. I just keep getting Spikes. Maybe David Boreanaz oh, said no. Um, <laughs> 
Well, well, there is an angel one. It was said there was three angel ones. Puppet angel, vampire angel, and battle damaged angel. Maybe he bought them all so that no one else could have them. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> never. Not my pretty, pretty face. Okay. So, what do you rate this episode? This episode's a 10. I love this episode. It is so good. <laughs> Can I give it an 11? <laughs> Go for it. It's just so much fun. Like, I know there are le- legitimately better episodes that we've seen in Buffy mm-hmm. in particular, but I I just needed this. I needed this episode. Especially after last week. It's like the- for me, anyway. <laughs> I hated that episode. This one was fantastic. I yes. loved it. Except for, like, the couple creepy parts that we did talk about. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it it does feed into Mm -hmm. the episode. Like, it doesn't detract. Uh, Your favorite moment? Oh, there are so many, but I think it's the interaction between Spike and Puppet Angel. How could it not be? That's what I'm like. I'm like, there's so many great moments, but that interaction and fight is just so good. (gasps) It's so funny. Uh, and your character shout-out. It's gonna go to Angel. Because he got turned into a puppet and still kicked ass. That's a really good shout-out. I'm I'm gonna give mine to Nina for tearing up Angel. <laughs> and having a crush on him yeah. and not caring oh, and that he's a puppet. Angel had some growth in this episode because he asked Nina to a date. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next episode mm-hmm. is called A Hole in the World. Okay, so I said this towards the beginning of when we were discussing this episode. I think Knox is evil. Okay. Because he's been rejected by Fred. Now she's with Wesley. and He's going to be super mad about it. And since I think he's evil, I think he's going to open up a... I hate portals, especially where Fred is concerned. So a hole in the earth... That's going to literally a hole in in the world to swallow Wesley to hell. There you go. And Fred's not going to let that happen. Oh, oh, that is that is some serious revenge. Yes. And I feel like Fred is going to get some kind of mystically injured while trying to help save Wesley. And I think it will ultimately make her die. Ah. Not in this episode coming up, but maybe like a couple episodes down the line. Because I'm still convinced that I cannot be happy, and so that 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 means Fred has to has to die. Okay, then Fred has to die. You heard it here well, first, folks. Well, it doesn't has to it doesn't have to, but I can't be happy with anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. It's not funny. Um, it's very serious. It is funny. It is very funny. <laughs> Right. In the meantime, people should be checking us out. We have a website, mmpodcastnetwork.com. They can send us an email, mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Our social media is mmpnetwork on Twitter and mmpodcastnetwork on Facebook. If you want to check me out personally, I'm at Mel Bickett on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on my other podcast, which has now launched, and that is... Interesting Tales from Tolkien, a Podmoot. It can be found in all catches by searching Podmoot. Marissa, where can people find you? People can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at rissaroo312. If they want to hear me talk about Harry Potter and such things, they should go find Tales from Godric's Hollow. 
It's a very fun podcast. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. And people should rate and review us on iTunes so that more people can like us. And until next week, we will slay you later, guys. Mm-hmm.